RaisingDescendants.com is up and online. Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can go to RaisingDescendants.com and click on the microphone, and we'd be happy to uh, play that conversation here and answer any questions that you have. Some of you may not know where Raising Descendants came from. It actually came from dates uh, Cindy and I went on. Not big dates. Actually, just the front porch after the kids went to sleep. Because who can pay a babysitter to take care of five kids? And who can get a babysitter and their three friends to come over and take care of five little kids? Just, just not going to happen. So we put the kids to bed. We go to the front porch. Hang out there for a few minutes. Actually have some time to actually talk as adults instead of talking and kid voices <laughs> and we laugh a lot <laughs> yeah we have a good time doing it but that that's our big date but in that you know it's dark out here we live out in the country so it's, it gets very country dark out here but we have our front porch lights and in the in that it's really the only light that you can see and so all the bugs all the butterflies all the moths bats and, and then bats uh come through there frogs frogs come on the porch but everything, <laughs> we'll tell the mink story another time. Weasel. I'll say that. Uh, so we have, you know, all these things, all these animals are coming to the light. And that's what everything's focused on that. And that's kind of what we were talking about is how we can just focus on the negatives of our children, how, what they're not doing right. Really, in, instead of focusing on the strengths. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So I agree. I think that. You know, a lot of times you see, oh, you know, what comes to the light, you know, it's to be revealed. And that's kind of what happens in our brains is we can see the negatives in our kids really, really easily. Um, that's what gets on our flipping nerves. <laughs> that's the things that we can handle. It's the things that often cause conflicts between sibling groups or other friends. Or Pick up that paper. Just pick up the paper, man. I've asked you... 5,000 times today to pick up the paper. Do we have a paper picking up problem? I mean, is that what is that what this is about? I don't understand why you can't just pick up the paper. And with that example, the paper becomes my hyper focus in my parenting because it's getting on my nerves. Are, is something wrong with you? Do you not listen? <laughs> Do you have a true problem? Are you impulsive? Like, and now I'm trying to figure out how bad is it because you can't pick the paper up. You're refusing to pick the paper up. If it, is it disobedience? Do I just need to, you know, hammer down on, you know, giving you consequences for this behavior? I don't know. All I know is all I can think about is the piece of paper that's on the floor. And for some of you, the piece of paper is really simple. For some of you, the piece of paper is not simple. It is a big thing that you guys have been working on, you've been praying about, you've been worried about for a long time. It's the thing your kid cries about if you even bring it up because they know they're awful at it. <laughs> those, those things can be big to little, but often we hyper-focus on what's easily brought to the light. And what I would like for other parents to be able to experience is when you take the time to also look at strengths and how they can not only balance parenting and how you perceive what your child is doing or what they're not doing, but it also starts to build up your kids instead of feeling like you're breaking them down by always focusing on the negative. 
In Genesis 13, 14 through 17, God said to Abram, open your eyes, look around, look north, south, east, and west. Everything you see, the land I give to you and your children forever. We believe during this podcast that we are reflecting to you guys that we are raising descendants, that there's a literal and a spiritual meaning that the Bible tells us on pretty much everything. But for this particular podcast today, we're going to be looking at how we can open our eyes and see what God sees in our kids, not just because it's a great way to parent and it makes life a little bit easier, but also so we can be able to gift our children who are the inheritance of the kingdom we can gift them the eyes to see their strengths in themselves as well. So let's talk about that. The strengths. What are what are some strengths that our children can have? Well, How do you see those? Well, you know, we can start by looking at it from a worldly perspective of, you know, what's my kid good at? You know, they are they got an awesome hook shot. My kid's got Boom. an awesome hook shot. I mean, brag rights, bragging rights all day long on this hook shot. Um, And then we have other things that we can look at, too, like um, they are wonderful at gymnastics or everyone loves to be around them. You know, we have these these strengths that we can definitely see in our kids, you know, and we have to kind of be reminded of that sometimes, especially on an everyday basis. Like, what are those? So when we take the time in the beginning, it's going to take a minute to sit down and really reflect with God, allow God to give you the eyes to see your children for who they really are. Honestly, writing it down is the most simple way to get this out of your head and into your practice. Um, When you can take just a few moments in your praise or your worship or reading your Bible to get your mind right. And then asking God, gift me these eyes, gift me the eyes to see what my kid is doing. What you'll find is that you can start with those. It's a great hook shot or she's really nice. Everybody loves her to what those true strengths are. For example, when I was able to do this for my own children, one of the things that I started to notice was that it's, it, 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 when I began, it was not necessarily superficial, but it was worldly things that they were good at. And then when I backed up and said, how could that be used for the spiritual kingdom then, or, or made it, I guess, more broadly, broad definition, then it really started to hit home what I could focus on. For example, um, one of my kiddos, I'd identified that they want to connect, that they're interested in others, that they're attentive. They understand concepts quickly. They identify patterns very easily. Those are some bigger concepts that I that I kind of got from a smaller thing. For example, I use the hook shot. So he's got an awesome hook shot. Well, if I back up and I think, how did he get there for that hook shot? What kind of strengths did he have to have or she have to have for that matter? I'm going to be looking at that they are very interested in their physical abilities, that they know how to train themselves. They can be hyper-focused on a specific task. Now, that kind of stuff can go for the kingdom 
in a huge way. So when you're thinking about your children, when you're being prayerful about your children's strengths, when you're asking God to see, give him the eyes, to give yourself the eyes to do this, that's what's going to start happening. And the list doesn't have to be long. Heck, you might even find three in the very beginning. <laughs> Just so, start somewhere. Start somewhere where you can start to identify with yourself first what those strengths are. These are not strengths that you can give them. These are not strengths that you can want for them. These are those beautiful, God-given, you are uniquely and beautifully made from the hands of God himself who sewed you into your mother's womb. Those kind of strengths that make them an individual, that give them their identity. That's what you're identifying in your own kid. All right, so we sit down, we think of, say, Two or three, four things that are strengths in our child. Doesn't oh, you went ahead and went straight for two. Like it would be hard for you to do three. Is that what you're saying? It could be. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I could. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so we, we start with a certain number that just whatever we, we come up with when we're sitting down. And now these things may change. They may grow, may shrink, whatever, as, as we go forward. But once we have these strengths. Got to start somewhere. We've got something to go off of. Yes. Now what do we do? So now you start to flex that muscle. So, I mean, I know that a lot of us who are parenting, the workout status has taken a plunge. Listen, you're looking right at me. <laughs> What's that about? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, the, we have a puppy. I, I wasn't speaking. I can't get up at five anymore. I wasn't speaking directly to you. My eyes were just on you at that moment. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm, ha- just happened to be yeah, saying it as I, I look you right in the eyes. Listen, I'm not working out. I'm not doing that. Listen, I, you're skinny. I, 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 listen, I'll do my yoga, but I'm telling you right now, you ain't going to find me running up and down the driveway unless there's a bear chasing me, and that is real <laughs> life stuff. I saw that on a meme, and I've seen that in some quotes. It's so true. Like I'm not running anywhere unless I have to. Unless my life is being threatened or my child. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All I'm right, not doing squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got the list, right? Got the list. What's next? So let's say I've got my list. And my list looks like they can be reserved, which is a good a good strength to them to have because they're not jumping in there like an impulsive flea like I can sometimes do. So I'm going to find that as a strength of something else. So they're reserved and they are an observer. They can be physically determined or challenged or they grasp, you know, concepts easily. Whatever it is that you come up with on your list, now it's time to flex that muscle. So... For most of us, we have focused on the negative, so that muscle is big and strong. Big, strong muscle. It's the dominant arm of parenting, focusing on what needs to change, what needs to happen immediately. And some of that's just biological to keep your kids safe or to make sure they can be included. But we're talking about more on a spiritual realm where we have to be able to build that in us. So it starts with us. In our own minds and in our own prayer time, we found the strengths. Now it's training time. Nobody's going to the big battle or the big game or the big fill in the blank without doing some serious training time. You know why? Because you're going to look like a fool. You're going to look like a complete idiot if you get in there and you try to play hardcore, you try to compete against something that you've not prepared for. So this is our preparation time, flexing your muscles. That means throughout the day, you put your sticky notes where you got to put them. You put your reminders where you need to put them because this is not going to come easily. When you are navigating throughout the school day, throughout your church day, throughout your work day, throughout your 
downtime. You have to start pulling out those strengths that you remember, that you can see, that God is gifting you the eyes to see. That starts, first of all, with some quiet time in the morning, dedicated, or in the afternoon, or when you're in the in the moments of your day where you can that are timed for you to say, I'm gonna gift this time for my God to remind me who I am, who my children are, and allow me to focus. That's a really good time to start reviewing those lists just throughout the day when nothing's going on. Then you're going to start challenging yourself to capture some of those times that happen during the day. Like, for instance, the other day, one of my kids let another child, without me asking, play a video game earlier than the designated switch time, which is serious business at our house. That's big time. We don't have enough electronics for everybody to have. So when it's sharing is huge, it's huge. One of my kids did that without asking. Now, I don't know if he just got bored or if the spirit of Jesus descended upon him. I'm not (laughs) real sure why this happened, but I was quick to recognize it. And it and that was flexing my muscle in parenting and this time that I'd spent in making the list and spending time with God, asking him to give me the eyes to see, getting those getting those things in my brain where I knew that was a strength and I saw it and I was like, "You know what? Come here for a second. I really really am very proud of how you shared with your brother right now. You didn't have to do that, man. That was some really cool stuff and I knew that your brother really appreciated that. You not only did it to show how kind you were, and I saw it, but your brother was a recipient of that. Now, that's just games. That's just silly little games. Everyday stuff. Everyday stuff. So whatever you need to do, put it in a Post-it note, put a symbol on your refrigerator, you know, draw something on your hand that you're going to notice. You're going to spend time in acutely watching the day-to-day life of your kids, whether it's interacting with you or others or their siblings, and you're going to say, bam, that was a strength, and I'm going to verbalize that out loud to them. And what happens is that you feel a ton better, first of all, about how you're parenting and what you're doing, and your kid thinks that they are rock stars at this, and you start to build them up. Now, not to say that you're still not going to have to have those moments, obviously, where you're going to have to focus on the negative. But when you have that balance and you're making that purposeful because it doesn't come as natural, things start to look and feel a lot different in your home. The flexing of the muscles or those building of that particular strength that you have builds their particular strengths. Because again, you don't get to give them their strengths. They're born with that. That's how they were uniquely made. But by showing them, by telling them, by encouraging them to utilize those, they start to flex those muscles in action. So something that became an idea, a quiet moment, a time with God now becomes something that's in action for your child that you've been able to facilitate and to foster. That's the kind of stuff that gets them their ability to navigate the kingdom. Those are those gifts that are eternal. They just don't last here on earth. They are great and they help show Christ what Christ like is on earth, but they're also benefiting the kingdom in the long run. And that's what we're really we're going for. So really, 
I visualize this as like walking down the hallway and us being negative is really shutting doors. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go in here. Don't do that. But then we're also through this, we're opening the door and saying, this is the way. Exactly. That's a great analogy. You are so smart. I'm visual. Me too. But that was a really good one. I like that. Um, I think that opening the doors is a really good way to say, here's another option. You don't have to just go straight down the path that I'm telling you to go. These are all the options that you have because of your strengths, because of your abilities, because of how God has uniquely made you. And in my, it, through me, in seeing these strengths in my children and starting to flex those muscles and building up, I'm getting ready for the big game. I'm getting ready for the big fight. And those are when you can use it during the difficult times, the times that you want to say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't understand how things could have gone so wrong in this particular moment. You have lost your mind. That surely will not happen with us, right? Yeah, well, it pretty much happens all the time <laughs> with five children and me trying to figure out why this happened or why it didn't. You know, I homeschool the kids, too. Mike does this as well. And there's certain times where we have gone over, I'll take math, for instance. Yeah. We've gone over math, the concept of what they're doing over and over again to the point that I want to poke my eyeballs out with a pencil, and they do too. And then we get a break, you know, we'll focus on something else. Like we did long division for a while, and then we went and flipped to fractions, and now we went back to long division as a review. One of my kids acts like he never knew it before. Total strange concept. What like, is this? Like, I feel like a total failure because I'm like, we just took a two-week break. We just looked at fractions, man. How'd you lose this information? Like, what just happened? But it's gone. It's gone. And so my initial instinct is to get upset, is to get angry, is to try to figure out why that they are so dumb now at division when they were so smart two weeks ago. Yeah. Like... Crushing it. No we, well, I don't understand. I don't understand. So, for example, though, when they're saying, I don't know how to do it. What do I do? I don't know how to do the first thing that I'm thinking of is, you are so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it like you see it. I, you are so lazy. Now, I don't say that, but I'm thinking it. Like, this is, this is straight laziness. You just want me to do your work for you. This is what you want me to do. I know. It's the homeschool gig. You want me to say, Mom, you're so sweet. You're so kind. You're so smart. Will you help me with my division? And I'm going to be like, oh, thank you so much for complimenting me. Sure. No, I don't want to do it again. I already lived it once. I'm going to live it again with your brothers. I don't want to do this again. So, again, using those strengths in difficult times. So now I'm frustrated. Kids frustrated. They necessarily haven't done anything wrong. We're all just high on emotional fumes right now. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm going actually back to that particular son's strengths. and. They identify patterns easily. That's one of the things that I know about them. So I stop for a second and I say to them during division, remember the pattern that we used to that? How did we do that? And slowly but surely, we started with a smaller long division problem. We could build up to a bigger one. And all of a sudden, I didn't feel like that they were ignorant in long division and I didn't feel like I was a horrible human for teaching them that they would forget in two weeks 
And my child felt like he was actually the man because he could pull that out. He could Mm -hmm. retrieve that out of his brain. It took practice. It took some time. It took me not focusing on what immediately came to my head, which was, you're lazy. You just want me to do it for you. And suddenly, they're navigating. They're navigating how to do long division again. I'm not going to say it was easy or pretty, but they could pull the pattern out. But you got there. We got there. Now, difficult times when you're having to discipline your child. That was mean. We don't do that at our house. You knew better, and you purposefully did against what I asked you to do. Those are going to be even more difficult to pull out strengths to parent during that period of time because you're high on your emotions and your kid is too. So that's why this flexing your muscle, this training time becomes so important because when you finally get down to the true nuts and bolts of when it's time to parent when it counts, not that the other parts aren't as important, but these are the times where you're going to remember and they're going to remember, you've got it down already. You already know, listen, you know, you you purposefully did not listen to me because you didn't want to do it. And I get it that you may be influenced by other people because you love being around a group and you you love what other people think about you. But we have to go back to those basics that you're also really good at, which is you are attentive and you can be a really good listener. And you gave up those you gave up those strengths that you have to to get you through the situation to just fall back on something that's easy. And there's going to be consequences for that. Again, reflecting the strengths that they could have used, that they can continue to use to get them through, doesn't mean they're not going to have consequences for the behavior. But it does mean that they are still being reflected what they are good at, how they could have made different choices, not based on because it's the right thing to do, based on their specific strengths. That rings home to kids, it rings home to parents, and it works. And the biggest difference I see is is one way is just strict punishment. You did this, here's the punishment done, versus the discipline. And with that discipline is not only this is what you did wrong, but this is how you do it right, and this is... I still love you. You still have these great strengths and let's work on improving those strengths than focusing on these weaknesses. Right. And it doesn't mean again, that you're not going to have consequences for that behavior. That's part of it. This is all just balancing, balancing and reflecting really what God did for his people in the old Testament, what he continued to do for his people in the new Testament. And what he continues to do for us, we are reflecting the, This is the line, and this is all the wonderful gifts that you've been given. So there's going to, yes, there's going to be consequences if you choose to cross this line, but you always have these gifts, no matter what. You've been gifted these to get you through everything that this world is going to offer. And when this world that you live in isn't, can't give you enough or isn't enough or it's over, You've still got this beautiful kingdom that you've inherited that you can grow these strengths in, that you've continued to use them, and that you're going to work for not just yourself, but for other people and going forward. Awesome. Awesome. So can you kind of just wrap up what you think parents need to know most about this or give them a tip and then uh, lead us out? Yeah, sure. So again, I worked with children and adolescents my whole life in the mental health capacity. I have learned, believe me, the hard way 
and I've trained others and others have trained me. If you want to start off with it easy, if you want to go ahead and go for the gold, you start with strengths because that's what you can continue to utilize to help them through, whether that's parenting or whether that's coaching or any kind of thing that you have with kids and adolescents, you start with the strengths. And for those of you who've done that or worked with children on an outside basis, you understand that really easily. It's hard to do that as a parent. So one, start with the strengths. Two, recognize as a parent, this is my job. I was anointed for these children. Let me see what God sees in them so that in the good times, in the troubled times, in the everyday times, I can reflect how they were individually and wonderfully made specifically for the kingdom. And then the last thing is that you, as a parent, can make your life a lot easier if you just, again, small steps that start to make a big difference. That is motivation for me. If my life is going to be easier, then that's great. It's going to help the kids. That's wonderful. I'm really excited (laughs) about that. But I don't want to feel like that I failed in some way or I can't get it together in some way. That's the stuff that plagues me. So if I can make one simple change that makes my life easier and it benefits my child, and I know I'm doing my job correctly, not just as a parent, but as a descendant myself, then it's a win-win. It's a win-win for everybody. When we look at the, the Bible, there's lots of things that God says about, um, tells us about eyes. And the last thing, we started off with kind of what he was talking about with Abram, but the last thing that I'd like to, to really reflect on is in Matthew 13, 16 through 17, it says, but you have God-blessed eyes. You have eyes that see. What if we use that for our own kids? How differently we would see them in the everyday mundane life 